Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Special message for you today, just as always, finishing up clearing our minds and focusing on what God wants to do and as to love. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me once again for another episode. We are up to episode 93. Want to make a quick announcement. Once we reach episode 100, I'm going to have you folks who watch it or listen to it, leave us some comments. And what I'm going to do is I bought a new living translation, nice leather bound, great looking Bible. We're going to send that out to one of you folks, just as a thank you for staying and hanging in with us for this many episodes. So really enjoying it, really doing things for the Lord, because at the end of the day, it's all about the Lord. That's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. And it's all about sharing the good news about him and love. Hey, what, what, what better message, huh? There isn't one as far as I'm concerned. So let's do this. So we're going to jump right in. I am going to do a reminder of the last verse that I shared in the previous podcast, which was Romans 12, 2, and I'll be reading it out of the New Living Translation. Well, I've got my little paper here in my pad, um, but it says Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you and me, God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, good and pleasing and perfect. That's what I want. I want good. I want pleasing and I want perfect in the eyes of God for my life, for me to do what I'm supposed to be doing for the kingdom. So that at the end of the day, because remember, folks, no matter what you go through, no matter what you do, you've got to remember this one very important thing. When that day comes and you're standing before the Lord, guess who's going to be standing with you? No one. You're not going to be able to bring your pastors. You're not going to be able to bring your Bible study teachers. You're not going to be able to bring your spouses, your children, anybody. You will be standing up there on the day of judgment by yourself and being accountable for what you did while you were on this earth. You know, you can't turn this way and turn that way and say, hey, you remember that time when I did this or that? He's going to open up that book and go, I don't see that on here, you know. So you're going to be standing there alone. So that's why you want to learn what he has for you. That's why you want to learn what God's perfect plan is for your life. So you can get to it and jump in there with both feet and start working it. I just attended a, a meeting, John and his wife, uh, the burpees. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I was in a zoom meeting with 21 brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. There was a lady there from Australia, which is pretty cool because I lived in Alice Springs for three years. Shout out to my Alice Springs crew. And uh, there were people from Vancouver, from Quebec in Canada, all through the United States. It was amazing. But we got together online in a Zoom meeting, and it was so encouraging and so strengthening. Really what I needed, it was powerful. And they're a group that's going to help all of us 
in that group learn what God's will is for our lives. And they're also going to help us step up and be the men and women that God call us to be. So we're not alone in this world. So if you are in that position where you're ministering and you're doing ministry and you just feel like you're alone, hey, send me a, a private message, write something down in the comments section, and uh, we'll, we'll put you in the right direction. How's that sound? Because no one should be alone. We need in one another. So as you're learning about this whole thing and you're clearing your mind, clearing what's going on in your head so you can focus on God's plan, one of the most important things, of course, when you're clearing your mind, like I said before, in order to clear your mind, you have to turn off the news, turn off social media. If it's crazy, turn it off. If it's good and positive, and not just putting a shout out for my podcast show, but if it's good and positive like my show, of course, listen to it. But if you're looking at your friends, if you're surfing, as we've all done, where you scroll Oh my gosh, you scroll the homepage and before you know, an hour has gone past and you're thinking, what in the world did I just do for an hour? But if it's something that's going to feed your spirit, man, eat it up. If it's something that's just feeding your body, it's feeding the soulish side where you're just like, oh my gosh, keep going, going, watching videos of people falling down, falling off things. You know, you really got to focus on emptying your mind and clearing your mind so that God can then speak to you and say, hey, Susie, I've got a calling on your life. You're supposed to be writing. Hey, Mike, you're supposed to be preaching. Hey, Carla, you're supposed to be spreading the good news. You know, whoever it may be, you're supposed to be prophesying over those individuals. Hey, remember when I told you to call that person last week and you didn't call them? All of a sudden, your mind's going to be clear and you're going to start hearing from the Holy Spirit and be able to determine, hey, that's God for sure. And you're going to be able to say, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh, I was supposed to call that individual. You call the individual not knowing what God's plan is, and the person might be thinking about taking their own life or something. And you just happen to call them out of the blue and say, hey, you've been on my mind. I've been thinking about you. And the person starts breaking down, crying, saying, I was about to do something to myself. And you called me right in time because I said, Lord, help me, show me someone to help me. If you're really real, show me. And then the phone rings and it's you. So clear your mind. You've got an assignment. Focus on it. Cool? Okay. So the next thing I want to cover is this. When we allow God to transform our way of thinking, the end result is when we pull all that garbage out of our head, guess what he's going to deposit in? He's going to deposit in thoughts of love, thoughts of Jesus, all the red words for some of you who have the Bibles with the red letters in them, which is what Jesus was speaking. He's going to pull all that junk out. You're going to allow him to empty your mind, and he's going to pour in love. Remember when I did that passage on love? I'll do it again today, but love, okay? He's going to pour in that love, and then all of a sudden you're going to have new vision. And guess what your vision is going to be? Your vision is going to be all those people out there. They're God's creation. I see love. I see love. I see love. I see hurting. I see starving. I see hungry. I see crippled. I see a person who has a broken heart. I have more compassion now for these individuals and so forth. You'll start seeing these things. 
And then, of course, you've got to pray, Lord, how can I do my part without overdoing it? And then you step into that and you get connected with individuals who are doing the same thing. And before you know it, iron sharpens iron. You're rubbing shoulders. You're helping people. You're being a blessing in communities and so forth and showing the love of Jesus. And people are going to look at you and say, wow, I don't know what it is about you, but there's something different about you than there was about the last person that came along. You didn't only give me $5, but you also helped me get up off the ground. You didn't just give me a hand out, but you gave me a hand up. And that's important. So keep that in mind. So these things, like I said, out goes the junk, in comes the word of God, in comes God's love, in comes the thoughts of Jesus, in comes compassion, love, peace, joy, Oh my goodness, all that starts coming inside. And before you know it, you're going to be a vessel for the Lord to reach people right where they're at. Just like I'm reaching you right where you're at right now, right in the comfort of your own home. You're sitting back, you're thinking about all the stuff going on. But guess what? Here is a message for you right now. The message is God has a calling on your life. Start it where you're at. Don't Look for the future and say, well, when I get this much money, we've all said it, Lord, when I become a millionaire, I'll be able to help more people. But what God's saying is help people where you are right now with what you have and watch what I can do with it. Because he can do a lot more with our less amounts. Because when we have the least amount and we give it, God multiplies it. And you never know what he's going to do. And I shared this with a good friend of mine, James Kamarowski. We were talking about being a blessing, helping others and things like that. And I described it as a boomerang. When you plant a seed in the proper soil, it's like throwing a boomerang because you'll take that boomerang. You'll take that hundred dollar bill and you'll throw that into the right direction and plant the proper seed and God's going to anoint that thing and it's going to come right back around again and pop, hit you right in the back of the head and you're going to have it in your hand all over again and you're going to say, what in the world? I just gave that away or I just shared that message with those people and now someone's coming back and sharing the similar message for me and blessing me as well. What in the world is going on? I call that the spiritual boomerang effect because you can never outgive God. No matter how hard you throw that boomerang, it's going to come back around with the anointing of the Lord. So keep that in mind. Whatever God has for you to do, whatever God wants you to do, step into it. Don't wait. Don't wait until you have what you think you're supposed to have to get started. Because remember, I ran a food pantry for almost 13 years, and back when I was blessed with pallet racks, racks to hold food, pallets of food, I knew in my spirit, man, that God was going to bless me with a forklift, and people thought I was crazy. But I had faith that if God's going to bless me with these, then I'm definitely going to be able to get a forklift. And I thank amazing people like Kevin Pelletier, like Jeff Armstrong and Judy Armstrong, people like that who are in my life that God orchestrated and knew what to do in different things. And there's many people. I just named those two because at the time, getting those things orchestrated at the time. But God uses certain individuals to do certain things. And you just don't know what God has for you or how God's going to use you until you become a vessel and until you say, 
Lord, use me right where I'm at. What can I do for you? I'm a vessel. Use me. And bam, the next thing you know, you're being used in the in the craziest ways. It's just like I was looking to talk to Solomon Daigle. I've been thinking about Solomon Daigle. Shout out to the Daigle family. Been thinking about Solomon Daigle. I hooked up with Jonah the other day when I was getting some gardening stuff picked up from Prescott. And I asked him about his brother, said he was doing really good, extra hours at work and all this amazing stuff. Two days later, I pull up to drop off my wife at the nursing home to go to work. And I hear this voice yelling out my name. I look over, there's Solomon. Perfect timing. God's timing is so amazing because you just never know. So we plan on, he lives in the town that I go pick up my wife from. So I'll be able to go do coffee dates with him. We'll go hang out, have some coffee, chill out, relax, talk about life. God is good. And that's what it's about. Ministry can be as simple as saying, hey, let's get a cup of coffee. Sit down. You close this and listen with these with your ears. Sometimes that's what ministry is, listening to someone else and just being there. So cool. So I've got a passage of scripture. Okay, so here's what I want to read to you. And I thought this was really cool. And you know, everybody knows John 3:16. I've recited it many times, but I was looking up some different translations today and I found it in the message and I thought it was really good. I really liked it and I wanted to share it. And it says, and this is going to be John 3, 16 and 17, because I don't read John 3, 16 alone, because I want to make sure I bat home John 3, 17. This is out of the message. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. That's beautiful. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Love, powerful love. So remember, he didn't just come. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came that the world might be saved through him. And that's really important because as followers of Jesus Christ, we've got to make sure we come across in love. We can't come across like this because that's what the world does. The world does this. You're doing this. You're doing that. You did this. You did that. Jesus came and he sat down and he broke bread and he multiplied the fish. He did those miracle signs and wonders as a blessing. He came to the poor and the sick. Okay. So remember that. When you're going out and you're ministering to people, you minister in love because now, like I said, all the worldly junk's been taken out of your head because you've taken the time to sit down and you've emptied it and you've allowed the Holy Spirit to work in you to clear out your mind so that you can focus on the things of God. And that's really important. And I want to read the other love verses because I'm always going to be focusing on these verses, folks. You've heard me say it before. And even if you're getting tired of me saying it, you're going to hear it again. Because out of many of the scriptures, John 3, 16 and 17, powerful, amazing, very important scriptures. It talks about love. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 does the same. And if you don't get this in your heart properly, 
You're wasting time. Okay, so I'm going to read this two ways. I did this before last year in a podcast episode because in one of Frank Viola's books, he also talks about love and uh, living in the indwelling of the um, power of the Holy Spirit. In that book and in that workbook, he actually takes this passage of Scripture and teaches you how to read it a totally different way, which is amazing. So I'm going to read it this way first, and then I'm going to change it so that you can see and understand it in a better way in a more powerful way. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So now I'm going to read it the way Frank Viola teaches. He said, love is Jesus, right? So if Jesus is love, if God is love, take Jesus and replace love with his name. So then you read it again, and it's Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He does not demand his own way. He is not irritable, and he keeps no record of being wrong. Hallelujah. Thank God. Right there. Take a pause. He keeps no record of being wrong. Wronged. That means all the stupid stuff we've done, all the stuff I've done in my past. As soon as I asked Jesus Christ in my life, repented of my sins, and got saved and born again, my past is gone. All that stuff that was written on the chalkboard has been erased. God erased it all. He keeps no record of our past doings, our failures. You have to remember that. The world will. The world will drag you through the mud if you let the world do that. And what I mean by that is try running for president, right? They're going to dig up every piece of dirt they've got on you to try to prove that you're a terrible person. But God. No record of being wronged. Jesus does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jesus never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Jesus' love. So love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That is so powerful. In fact, I just sent that to a young lady and her husband. They just got married and they were asking if anybody had any suggestions or inputs for them, which was really nice because in today's day and age, many people don't want any advice. Even if you've been married as long as my wife and I have, we've been married 29 years. My whole thing is to, if you know something that you can save somebody, some bumps and bruises down the road, you should be able to share it. But everybody doesn't want to hear it. People want to do their own thing. But there's quite a few people. I know I'm that way. I love learning from other people who have wisdom in areas that I don't. Tips, advice, you take it. You take what you need to take from it, and you leave what you need to leave from it. But always be teachable. Really important. So in that case, it's one of those things where they asked that, and I sent them this passage of Scripture, and I said, you learn this passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, and I'm talking to you right now, whoever's out there listening to the sound of my voice or watching this video. 
you take 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, and you apply that to your marriage for real. And I mean for real, because when you read through this thing, you really have to apply it for real. You have to really love that person so much that you don't, you know, love, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. That means just when you're about to give up, you go, wait a minute, love. And you both have to be on the same page, of course, because it can't just be one person. Oh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says to love him. He's beating on me. No, love would never hit a woman. Remember that. And I talked about that in a podcast one day. But the point is, you take this passage of scripture and you both sit down together and you read this together and you tell each other how much you love each other and really love each other. Marriage is a commitment. It's work. It's a commitment. It's two people coming together and really loving each other. And I was listening to the late Ravi Zachariah this earlier, and he was talking about love as well. And what he was saying was marriage is work, but you love each other so much. It's when you put that ring on, the first thing he said is he said, when you put that ring on your finger, it totally cuts off all the circulation to your brain. And he started laughing. Everybody was laughing when he said it. But it's like when I say I do, that means I choose my wife over everybody in the world. Everybody. I chose my wife 29 years ago to be my spouse for the rest of my life, for the rest of our lives. And that's the way you have to take that. So keep that in mind. I sent that to them. They're very grateful. My prayer for them as a couple is that they take it to heart and they really look at that passage of scripture. But the same thing for all of us real quick. Love, that's the bottom line. If you ask God for one thing, if God said, I'm going to give you one thing, and one thing only, he'd give you love, which is what he did. He gave you love. And with that same love, you take that love and you hand it out to everybody you can. And it's just like that boomerang thing. When you throw love out there, I guarantee you it's going to come back. Is it going to come back from the same individual you may have given love to when you handed them a couple dollars or when you bought something for them or when you helped them out in their yard or when you gave them food to eat or you helped them do something or gave them a ride? It can come from any direction. Don't give to get, though. Make sure you're not saying, well, Steve Lewis and his podcast said to give and then I'm going to get back like a boomerang. No, you go give out God's love. You can never outgive God. If you give out God's love and whatever means that means, just like me showing you love right now in this podcast, you give out that love, it's going to come back in different areas. And you don't know where it's going to come from, but it's never our wants. It's never our wants. It'll be in, our, in the form of our needs. Something will break on your car. The next thing you know, you don't have any bills next month because something happened with your bills and the company calls you and said, hey, you don't owe us a payment this month and it's almost the same exact amount as the car being broken, whatever it may be. But it's all about the love, the love movement, okay? So when you're clearing your mind, the first thing you want to do is smother all those crazy thoughts with love, focus on the Lord, 
allow God to use you in whatever calling that you have and use that calling to love others and share the good news. Sound good? Okay, folks, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the opportunity to share this message all around the world. Lord, I do not know who's listening to this message right now. I do not know who's watching this video, but I'm praying for them right now, Lord. I'm praying for them that they will feel the love that you have given me for me to pour out throughout this podcast, throughout the world. May this podcast reach hurting people, people who are suffering, and lift them up and cause them to have hope. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those who are hurting and suffering, all those who've lost loved ones, all those who are hurting because of COVID, all those who are hurting because of lost jobs, all those who are working and taking care of the elderly, all those who are in food pantries, schools, feeding the students, feeding those who are hungry. Those who are out there taking care of the less fortunate, Lord, we pray for them all right now. We pray for our leaders around the world. Heavenly Father, may many people come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. And Lord, I just thank you so much for this opportunity because I do not take it lightly. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the blessings. And I look forward to hearing from these wonderful people some good news, some testimonies. In the name of Jesus. I pray right now. Amen. There you have it, folks. Love, 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 and then love some more. You got it? We got to stay focused. You got a calling. You're not sure where you're supposed to go with it. Send me a message. Write it right down in the comment section. Send me a message. Go to the website. You can write me there as well. Send me an email at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-W-I-S, R-F-T at hotmail.com. So with that being said, folks, hey, listen, take care of yourselves. Remember, empty the stuff out of your head. Put in what God has for you. Get loaded up. Get ready to rock and roll. God has a plan for you. I'm encouraging you right now to step in what God has for you. One of you, two of you, three of you, several of you have been waiting to hear something like this, which is God has called you to do something. Stop sitting around. Get the job done. You know what he's called you to do. Put the love suit on and get to it. Sound good? Hey, listen, thanks for tuning in, folks. Really appreciate you all. God bless you all. Make sure you share this message. Make sure you subscribe. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Love you. Peace.